Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. It's time for the Natural State Football Report with Clint Conk. Taking a closer look at football across the great state of Arkansas with the winningest coach in UCA history. The Natural State Football Report is brought to you by Farm Brothers Flying Service. For the past decade, they've been providing crop dusting services to the farmers of Southeast Arkansas, and they can help you too. Now, let's toss around the pigskin in the zone with Justin, Wes, and the coach. All right, officially he is here. You teased us, coach. Thoughts on Coach Pittman and returning to Arkansas? Yeah, um, I, I tend to agree with Christian a little bit. I think uh, the athletic director, Hunter Yurichek, wanted to make sure that there wasn't a, an implosion against Florida in a national. And um, even though the game might have been closer than maybe the experts had predicted, started off kind of shaky, the result was predictable. Uh, and I think immediately that's why he visited with the team after to announce that, you know, um, Coach Pittman would be returning. And I think it does uh, one thing in particular. It, it takes the pressure off of Coach Pittman in the short term. And really a lot of the conversation now goes to the athletic director, Hunter Yurchek, which he's very stable and, you know, he, he, he can be at Arkansas probably for as long as he wants. But – now he's in it a little bit deeper by making that announcement, and so it does transfer a little bit of that pressure off of Pittman to free him up just a little bit in the short term and transfers that pressure maybe to your check for making that decision. Uh, you know, Coach uh, Morris comes off the payroll, I think, in December. I'm not sure where the finances were, but apparently, according to you, that maybe the money wasn't there to, to, to pay out $16, $18 million. And, and then the other thing, too, you blow it up, um, you're probably looking at a, a two-year restart. I mean, it's probably take a couple of years to reboot it, uh, hire a coach, and then get his staff in and, and, you know, so forth and so on. So, uh, in the short term, it was probably the right decision. Uh, but I'm, I'm like Christian. I do think he wanted to make sure that the, they escaped with a, with a win. And then, you know, there were actually more fans there than I, I thought that might be there. And so – there was a – I don't know there were 60,000 as reported, but no, but no. there was a fairly good crowd based on the type of the year they had, cold weather, deer season, duck season, all those kind of things. So um, I'm glad he's back. I think he's a good guy. I do, like you, believe that uh, somebody in the sports information office or the PR department, you know, every year we would bring somebody in to talk to our team about handling interviews. And um, – I had my coaches sit in on those because I thought it was valuable for them because they all do interviews during the year. Of course, the head coach does as well. So um, this has been a big experiment because he had never been a head coach, never been a coordinator, never called an offensive play. With that being said, I think now, the, you know, the honeymoon is certainly over. Uh, he's going to have to rebuild this football team in less than one year uh, where it's cohesive, hire an offensive coordinator, and then, um, you know, he's going to have to show results on the field, no question about it. But uh, I think Coach, at this point it's, it's probably it, the right think, decision. Sir? How important is it you think the new the new OC maybe has some coaching experience, head coaching experience? Because we saw how uh, important it was that Coach Odom was there. And I wonder how much <laughs> – um, 
how much Coach Odom was in we and, and, and Coach Pittman told us that he was his you know right hand man that he was always bouncing ideas off of him. I think he did miss Coach Odom uh, this season. How important do you think it is maybe to get an OC that has some head coaching experience that he can be bouncing things off of? I think if it works out that way, then great. I, I do think Coach Odom was a sounding board. Matter of fact, I just had this discussion this morning with some other people. I, I think that he missed that. Uh, there needs to be somebody in that building that, that that's long in the tooth, wise, has some experience maybe in that realm or SEC or with Arkansas. Um, and I do think he missed that. With that said, though, I think it's crucial that he hires the best offensive coordinator uh, schematically for what they want to do and that can connect with the kids. And, um, you know, because sometimes I just wonder how hard some of those guys played for Cochinos. I don't know that. But, you know, body language says a lot. It screams. And sometimes body language wasn't all that positive. And so um, I think if they can find somebody that has head coach experience, great. Um, I think it's crucial, though, that the number one – uh, criteria is that they hire an established, experienced uh, offensive coordinator that can really connect uh, and build trust with the players. Coach, is it going to be difficult to get one of those guys? Because if you're outside looking in and you don't have the year that you think, then you're looking for another job the next year. Because I think everyone realizes uh, out there probably in the coaching community that Coach Pittman's on a short leash. Yeah, you know, those jobs pay a million dollars a year or, or close to it, plus or minus. You know, yeah, you know this was 1.2, I think. Yeah, that's right. So you're probably going to have to get somebody on a two-year deal, you know, guaranteed for two years. Um, I tell you, I'm going I'm to throw a name out right now. I'm going to jump out in front of the pile, Buster Faulkner. Buster Faulkner, uh, coach from me, coach quarterbacks, went on with offense coordinator, Middle Tennessee, Southern Miss, Arkansas State, spent three years, won two national championships at Georgia as an offensive analyst. He is now the offensive coordinator at Georgia Tech. And look what they've done this year. Uh, they're bowl eligible, and they have come. Uh, they were predicted to finish last or next to last in the ACC. And uh, they're going to a bowl and, and pretty dead gum competitive. And I know they got Georgia this week. Additionally, Buster worked with Sam Pittman, I believe. They know each other from, from maybe their time at Georgia or cross pass. But uh, uh, Buster's a, a Georgia guy. But he's done a wonderful job as the offensive coordinator at Georgia Tech. He's that right age, I think, in his late 40s. Uh, but looking for somebody like that, um, that can connect with the players, that has offensive coordinator experience, uh, some SEC ties, understands the, uh, the pressure from week to week. Um, but I think that's the number one criteria is hire somebody, the best coordinator, that can connect with the players, implement the scheme, and get them to play hard and get them to play sounder. That's the whole thing. Yeah, I'm looking at their uh... – Offensive totals, pretty impressive, 34, 48, 23 against Ole Miss in a loss, 30, 27, 23 against Miami, 23 in a loss against Boston College, 46 points against North Carolina, 45 against Virginia, uh, 21 at Clemson, 31 last week against Syracuse. I'm just saying. I mean, I think that that would be a, a guy that I would I would have a resume in front of me, you know. Uh, they may be obviously other more qualified or – um, he may have somebody in mind, but I've just followed Buster. He was on my staff for one short year. We had a lot of success. I knew how he coached quarterbacks and the development of players and the relationships he had. And uh, I would think that he would be a guy in a pool of, of candidates that maybe Coach Pittman would uh, 
because he does have some SEC ties, having been at Georgia, I think, for three or four years. Yep. All right, let's move to Arkansas State. Coach, I, uh, I was hanging Christmas lights and uh, listening to the UCA game on the radio on my ear, earbuds, and uh, I, I uh, sat down after finishing up. I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about Arkansas State. Let me check out that score. I did a double take. I was How like, about, what, yeah. 77? How about them Red Wolves, man? And, you know, we've been talking since they made the, the, the quarterback change. It's just been a different football team, I think, week three or week four. And congratulations. Um, I mean, just uh, Coach, uh, you know, Jones and the whole staff up there, that football team, hey, they they scored four non-offensive touchdowns last <laughs> week. I mean, that kickoff return, scoops and scores, you know, interception returns, I mean, they did it all. And uh, just an impressive – and I know it was your Texas State Bobcats. I, I apologize. Yeah. but no, uh, no. I'd much <laughs> rather Arkansas State win that game. But, I, I mean, they got a chance to win seven. I mean, they're going to a bowl. They can enhance their bowl situation with the win at Marshall this week. Um, and then, look, they're getting it done with two young running backs from the state of Arkansas, uh, Jaquez Cross from Hampton and uh, Zach Wallace from Benton. Those guys combined for five touchdowns, over 200 yards rushing. Of course, Cross ran back the, the kickoff. I believe he's gotten some conference and, yep. and national no, honors this week. And uh, Sunbelt Offensive Player of the Week and the Sunbelt Special Teams Player of the Week. It's yeah. the first time in Sunbelt history that a guy won both awards in the same week. You know, the quarterback's just playing so efficient, making good decisions, no interceptions, maybe one here and there. But, you know, Courtney Jackson stepped up. Corey Rucker's kind of been in the program for a while. Hey, and they beat a good football team. Texas State's bowl eligible. Uh, T.J. Finley, that name may sound familiar. He was quarterback at LSU and at Auburn. He's a starting quarterback at Texas State. So, great win. Uh, Big-time, you know, momentum builder that's going to help in recruiting. You know, you talk about body language and attitude and culture. Uh, this is the kind of year that Coach Jones, you know, in year three really needed to have. And uh, I was in northeast Arkansas last week, and there's there's some excitement up there about what they're doing. And I think it was a, you know, you got to show me and prove me that, you know, that you can get it done. And, and I think that they, they're headed in the right direction. I mean, they're going to a bowl game, man. It just they can win uh, Saturday against Marshall. It'll be win number seven. And, and then they could win their bowl game and win eight games this year, Wes. That, that's awesome. Wow. That's awesome. That would be incredible. Yep. Uh, I thought it was great for UAPB to get that win uh, this past week. That, that that gives them a whole different feeling in the offseason. No question about it. 22 points in the fourth quarter uh, to come back and win 35-34. Now the, the, now the real work begins. Coach Hampton understands what he has, what he doesn't have. He's probably got to make some tough decisions in, in personnel and some of those things, but uh, he knows where he wants to go. That will give them a little bit of impetus going forward um, and certainly uh, put a hop in their step going into the offseason. Obviously, two and nine is not where you want to be. But scoring 22 in the fourth quarter to win, his first SWAC win this year, um, you know, let's see what the offseason looks like and if he can put a little bit more competitive team on the field next year. And our Bears just couldn't get it done offensively. That was a surprise to me. I thought they were going to be able to go and score some points and um, I, I, I did. I thought they were going to win that game. So I was a little. I was. Uh, I was heartbroken for them. Yeah, uh, I listened to the game too, every play, and um, you know, just disappointed and uh, expectations. And you know, and and Justin talked about it early in the year, talking to Coach Brown. It was just so high and really good football team. I mean, UCA has a really really good football team. Uh, the teams that they lost to all won eight or nine games, or Oklahoma State going to a bowl game. 
you know, not having that seventh D1 game uh, and po possible win uh, hurt them. I don't, still don't know if they'd have got in because there were several really good teams that got left out. We expected a high-scoring game. It ended up being a yeah. defensive struggle. So give both defenses uh, a lot of credit for that, 14-12, uh, excuse me. But to your point, 3 of 18 on third down, seven penalties for 75 yards, and a couple of them were critical drive, you know, killers, and then, you know, extended drives for Austin P. Um, some drop balls at critical situ you know, times of the game. It's a really good football team. Played against a really good defense in Austin P. Just came up short. But here's the good news: UCA was coming off of two five and six back-to-back -back seasons. They go seven and four this year. They just miss out on a conference championship. They're going to have their quarterback back, Will McIlvain, for like his seventh year, I think, or something like that. There's a lot of young pieces on offense. They do have some retooling probably on defense. I think they had several seniors there, some good players. Um, I think their punter's back and maybe their kicker's back. So uh, I, I suspect that uh, UCL put themselves, Coach Brown, back in the same situation next year with a little bit more favorable schedule. I think they've got 10 FCS games next year. So um, uh, I think the future looks really, really bright in Conway, as disappointing right, as it is right now. No doubt. Yeah, no doubt. Coach, let's take a quick break, come back, talk Harding and high school football. You we'll hit on the H's when we come back. Clint Cock with us in the studio. I'm Wes Moore at the Arkansas, or at the Little Rock Touchdown Club, brought to you by Arkansas Urology. Coach, we got about five minutes to squeeze everything in, so let's roll. Oh, let's bet. start with Harding. Got their first playoff game this weekend. What are you expecting? Well, they get, they're the number one seed. They're playing at home. They're playing Central Missouri out of the MIAA. And let me tell you, the MIAA has been – compared to the Missouri Valley Conference in FCS football. So uh, Central Missouri got after Henderson last week. Uh, I think it'll be a very physical, competitive game. Um, but I think playing at home, they advance. Harding will advance. High school football, semifinals, 7A, 6A, 5A, 2A, quarterfinals in 4A and 3A. You get to go to one game Friday night. Where are you going? Well, I'd go to Conway at Fayetteville. Um, that 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 is going to be an explosive football game. Uh, Conway showed a lot of moxie coming back last week. Fayetteville's the number one overall seed. I kind of picked them to win the state championship, but uh, you know Conway's offense is prolific. If they can make a few stops early, they can make that a a, a very good football game. I, if I had one place to go, that would be the place. Okay, you surprised me. I'm I'm going to Benton. I'm, I'm yep, watching Little Rock, Little Rock Christian. Christian yep. And Benton. Yep, that ought to be a great. I mean, there's some great games. I mean, Bentonville at Bryant's going to be good. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Dead gum. I mean, uh, PA at Greenwood. That's a rematch. Uh, Greenwood's at home. Uh, even in 5A. I mean, you've got Elkins at CAC. You know, I picked Elkins to win the the 4A state championship, but Ryan Howard. You know, they're scoring you, a bunch of points there, Grayson Wilson. So If you like offense, Coach, you, you go to CAC and Mustang Mountain. That, they're going to pile up the points. Elkins has been pro prolific. Of course, CAC has been scoring a ton, a ton of points. That's that that's a fun game in 4A right Who there. can make a stop? That, that, that'll that be the yeah. key. Who can actually make a stop or create a turnover? And that, there'll be 120, 30 points scored in that game more than likely. But there's great games. Uh, Warren's at home against Ozark. You know, I look for Warren to advance yeah. in th uh, three A, four uh, A, uh, Junction City at Glen Rose, kind of a rival game there. I mean, Prescott's at home. I mean, there are some really good high school football games. Shiloh at Pine Bluff. You know, um, that'll be very interesting. Kind of a, a class of uh, different styles. So, 
Uh, and if you like high school football, this is the time of the year because you've got quarterfinal, semifinal games all over the state. Uh, heck, you'll be in Little Rock uh, at the at War Memorial Stadium in, in three weeks or two weeks, uh, yeah. Wes, for the uh, uh, 7A state championship. So uh, uh, we got – That's a week from Friday. Yeah, we got, hey, we got college football on tonight. We got college football on tomorrow night, Thursday, NFL and college, I believe, the, the Egg Bowl. Friday, the Razorbacks play, and I look for them to be competitive. I really do. I, I think I think there'll be some pressure. They'll let it all hang out. I think they'll be competitive. You've got some games on Saturday, Ohio State, Michigan, high school football Friday night. I mean, what a great week uh, for college and NFL football. Uh, the week of Thanksgiving, and uh, it ought to be exciting. We'll have a lot to talk about next week, no question about it. Well, Coach, I'm excited just, you know, in Central Arkansas. There there have been years where I, uh, you know, the Friday after Thanksgiving, I didn't need a lot of photographers because there weren't a whole lot of local games. This year, I mean, you've got Bryant, you got Benton, you got Glen Rose, you've got Pine Bluff. Harding Academy. View at home, Harding Academy, CAC, Arkadelphia, Arkadelphia just yeah. down the road. Um, I'm counting nine. Bigelow? How about Bigelow? Uh, They're getting it done. Yep. I'm counting nine, ten central, you know, within 30 miles, 40 miles of Little Rock. Yeah. Yeah. Great high school football. So about half of the field is coming out of of central Arkansas. Let's see how many can win in advance and get to the finals, uh, the semifinals and the the finals. And uh, uh, ought to be a great week of football for sure. And I think the weather's going to be nice, I believe. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, 50s, and, and then once the sun goes down, it'll be a little chilly. But, look, it's November, and it's not raining or sleeting or snowing, so I think it's great weather. Uh, you know, it is what it is for this time of the year. Now, the next Saturday, uh, looking at the long-range forecast, and it's still, you know, a lot of things can change, but it does not look as good for those state championship games on Saturday. It may have some moisture in the air, but uh, this week it's going to be great. Uh football coach thank you i hope you have a great thanksgiving and yeah you watch too a lot you're, of football you're in your family as well and uh again thank you to to farm brothers flyers uh their staff up there lance gasaway uh everybody that make this segment possible we certainly uh, we're going to get lance on here in a couple of weeks um wes awesome. hey oaklawn what december 9th yeah yeah so not, not, not far yep appreciate you guys coach thank you